0: T to classify yes three letters. Cause our industry guys, we uh-huh. got Eric le. Who else? We got Brian. Listen, every time you know it's gonna be some drama. Yeah. Everybody certified. This pocket rock can't tell no, no lies. UVV, my lose your mind, can only put this on your top.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Washington Football Team Declassify podcast. I am not Ellie. I am Eric. Uh, my guy Brian is here with us. Ellie's having some interweb issues. What up? And uh, we're going to try to get things rolling. Hopefully he can join us because he is really the glue that holds us together. We're That's just right. Just a couple of yokels. But uh, we're going to muddle our way through it as best we can. Before we get started, everybody, make sure you give us a like and subscribe. On YouTube and/or your favorite podcasting platform, also hop on there, leave us a review. That actually helps us; it boosts us in the rankings a little bit, gets us more uh, exposure. And uh, nobody likes exposing themselves more than Brian and I. I can tell you that much.
0: <laughs> Just not on the YouTube channel.
1: Just not on the YouTube channel. There <laughs> are—it's uh, a family show.
0: That's right. All right we're
1: going to get into it this week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about where we stand as a franchise in relation to the chip. What we all go for. That is a Super Bowl championship. First question: where how close are we to winning a Super Bowl? And I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you first, Brian. How close are we to winning that chip?
0: I I would really love to say that we are close, that we can be there within a year or two. Um, but that would just be you know my fan side just kind of uh looking through rose colored glasses i still think we are probably about 4 years uh and mainly a lot of that is still due to the quarterback position we're still unsettled we think that uh Carson Wentz is um you know he can be you know maybe a short term solution um to our uh our, our situation but we don't know he he could fail here this year miserably and we're right back to looking for another quarterback in the draft And then when you uh, you if you do get a guy, you still got to develop him. It still takes a year, two years um, before they are kind of full speed or, you know, at a high enough level to kind of carry a team. So I still think we are, you know, maybe short uh, side three years, but uh, three to four years uh, away from legitimately being a championship team. Now, if we had that quarterback, if we had a Joe Burrow. Uh, it would be much closer. We would be like, yeah, we're, we're there now. We can do it now. Um, but no three or four years. What three do you year, got?
1: Four years. I'm going to yeah. go. Uh, I'm going to approach this from a little bit of a different angle. I will uh, say that we are how close we are to a super bowl depends on how close Carson Wentz is to his form of five years ago. If he's able to get back to that level of football, uh, yep. consistently. And who knows, maybe this offense is, suits him. It's a completely different system that he's run thus far in the NFL. Uh, it may be more suited for him. It's uh, it's supposedly a more vertical passing attack. Uh, if he can accentuate his strengths and get back to that level that he was at in 2017 before he got injured, uh, this team is much, much closer to a Super Bowl. If not, we are no closer than we were last year um you know we're a fringe playoff team i think with him uh at his level last year just like the colts were you're looking at nine and eight ten and seven of course once you get into the playoffs anything can happen maybe they sub him out for taylor and you know runs the table uh sam Howe could emerge but yeah it really depends on carson wentz as far as i'm concerned because you know this is a quarterback driven league and if you don't have a quarterback you're not going anywhere You know, Carson Wentz has shown that he potentially could have been that guy, but it's been a long time since he did that. Uh, So, yeah, it depends on Carson.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right and to your point uh with this offense. I think this offense will be a good fit for him. Scott Turner's offense, I think, you know, we talk on the podcast, right? Who does this offense feature? Uh is it the running back? Is it the wide receiver? Is it is it the tight end? No, this quarterback uh this offense features the quarterback. There's a lot of manufactured throws, a lot of throws uh to the running back, a lot of uh, wide receiver screens, bubble screens, RPOs easy throws. So this is a quarterback-friendly offense. Uh, Scott Turner is going to give uh, Carson Wentz all the easy options uh that he can take advantage of them and yeah it is up to Carson he's got to take advantage of it if he does I think he can have a big year and uh if he does that then yeah uh I mean uh you know our chances of getting to that Super Bowl just uh go through the roof uh but um you know uh, are we good enough to get to the playoffs sure but are we good enough to do anything in the playoffs is my thing and that'll that'll be certainly be up to Carson uh when he uh uh, steps on the field here uh, in another couple of months here.
1: Yeah, becoming it's very difficult to predict like a Super Bowl champion, but what you're really striving for is to be in that conversation, be in that group of five or six teams that that is in the discussion of this team could win it because it's usually one of those teams that emerge. It's a Kansas City, it's a Tampa Bay, it's a uh, LA Rams this year. Uh, you know, Buffalo is in that conversation. Those are the teams that you expect to be there. Washington has not been to the level where they can do where they can be in that discussion yet. Uh, If Carson Wentz can show, you know, can, you know, can he reemerge as a, as a franchise type quarterback? Yes, this team could absolutely be in that uh, discussion. He could take a lot of pressure off of that defense so that they don't have to execute perfectly and they can give up yards and touchdowns because we can match score for score. Uh, you know, this is not going to be a team where the defense carries us to a championship like the Broncos uh, all those years ago or, you know, because we don't have a middle linebacker, <laughs> frankly. So, I don't, you know, there's, there's holes in that defense. We They got exposed last year. We, we don't know what Chase Young is going to do this year. I think he's going to improve, but we'll see. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, uh, you know, along those same lines, you know, we've discussed how far we are. Are we moving in the right direction to win a Super Bowl as a franchise? So-
0: so, you know, I, I I like this question, but I don't like it. I like it because I do believe we are moving in the right direction. I don't like it because I believe we are moving at like a grandma's pace uh, in the right direction. I don't believe we're moving fast enough. I think there are certain decisions that Rivera can make that would move us closer. I think there are certain, whether it's coaching decisions, whether it's personnel decisions um, that we could have made and or still make uh, to move us faster in the right direction you know I think there are certain things like our defensive line um, you know the defensive line coach there's you know been some issues there with the players and how they get along to me that would seem to be a simple fix we've got four first round picks we need more production out of them they simply haven't produced and if you know the players aren't getting along with the coach we got to find another coach uh defensive line coach because that's too much talent not to be getting double digit sacks out of uh, a majority of those guys as opposed to you know essentially one guy getting uh, uh, those sacks so uh i think we are moving in the right direction but i think it could be so much better we could be so much further along if uh given some different decisions uh by Rivera and his coaching staff and the front office as well too some of the uh uh the questionable draft picks i mean last year trading up to take a was it last year or the year before we traded up for Cameron Cheeseman? I mean, that that still bothers me to this day that, uh, you know, that could have been a linebacker that could have been a running back that could have been an offensive lineman, whatever it is, but somebody a little bit more valuable than uh, Cameron Cheeseman. Um, but uh, yeah, we are going in the right direction, but I think we could be going faster in that direction. What yeah, about you?
1: The pace is a tad glacial. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I'm not sure that we're going in the right direction anymore. I think 10 years ago we were going in the, we would be going in the right direction, but the 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 makeup of teams is changing now. The landscape we're really turning into the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Ellie's talked about it in the past where we're really you know you're seeing teams go out and recruit and get guys yeah. and just push the money down the road and they get guys to fit on. Like look at the, what the Rams are doing. They're just bringing in everybody. They're trading away all their draft picks. Yeah, that's the way teams are being built now. Um, and, and a lot of that though
0: is the, the quarterback, right? If you look at and I hate to use these guys as an example too much, but look at the Bengals. They get Joe Burrow, whoever thought Cincinnati would be a destination. You've got free agents wanting to go there uh, now because they know, Hey, I got a legitimate guy, at quarterback who can win us a game or who can put the game on his shoulders at any given point. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, it's kind of hard. It's a hard sell to say, hey, come play with Carson Wentz and all his baggage uh, or Taylor Heineke or, you know, some of the other guys we've had here previously. So I think a lot of that is uh, if we want that super team status and we want to be able to recruit guys, we got to get that
1: quarterback solved. And if Carson has that great year, I think we could do it. I think it starts at the quarterback position. Yeah, you are exactly right, and yeah, you know, a lot of guys aren't lining up right now to play with Carson Wentz. No. Uh, like it's 2017. Um, you know, the only way he's gonna we're gonna change that is for him to step up, or for one of the guys behind him to outplay him uh, and become that guy. Uh, I'm a Sam Howell believer, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know, but uh, while we're on the topic of quarterbacks, we're gonna expand things out to the to the NFL level, not just the uh, the Washington level Ooh. anymore. If you're looking at uh, the quarterbacks that were drafted this year, of which, you know, they were s- spread out all through the draft. You know, a picket in the first round. You had Ritter in the third round and you didn't have anybody else. You had uh, Bailey Zapp for some reason went above Sam Howell. Patriots. Um, yeah, went to the Patriots. Um, you know, Carson Strong, my guy, didn't even get drafted. He's not <laughs> with Philly. Um, yeah. So if you're looking at those guys, who do you think is in the best situation this year and moving forward?
0: So my first uh, was uh, my first choice was like the obvious one. I was going to say Kenny Pickett, right? Steelers, great uh, organization. Team is always strong. uh, Offense, defense, excellent head coach. But I'm like, you know what? That's too easy. Let me go. Um. Malik Willis and the Tennessee Titans. I think Malik is set up for the future. Is he going to get any playing time this year? Not unless uh, there's a big injury or something like that. But I think for the future, I think he is set up to have success moving forward. When you talk about a head coach that knows how to run a football team, Mike Rabel is there in a short amount of time um, as a head coach. He's only been a head coach for a handful of years. He's made his team a tough, physical playoff contender year in, year out. Uh, and they've only honestly really been held back by the play at the uh, the quarterback position because they've got really a mediocre quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill, I think, uh, I don't know if you saw this week, uh, you know, reporters had asked him about uh, would he be a good mentor or would he mentor Malik Willis? And he got all kind of in his feelings a little bit and said he wasn't going to be a uh, mentor. Yep. And uh, to me, you know, if you're, you know, a starting quarterback making 30 plays Plus million and you're scared of a third round pick probably means uh you you're you're probably gonna lose that job here at some point. So I think it's a great place uh for him because they're not gonna ask him to do a whole lot, right? It's a run-centric offense. Handoff to Derrick Henry or whoever they draft. I, I think uh I think Ellie will like they actually drafted Hassan Haskins to be their running back. Uh mm-hmm. so he'll uh he'll back up uh Derrick Henry. Um, but uh you know uh, he's just gonna play action pass, take some deep shots throw it, uh, you know, a dump down to uh, to that running back and uh, that's it. And then he'll be able to use that uh, athleticism to make some guys miss, uh, maybe uh, open up for a receiver. So I think he'll uh, develop nicely in that system that they have there and be set up for a long time.
1: Yeah, based on um, the interview with Tannehill this week, that's actually why I was leaning against Malik Willis because I think it's just going to make it an awkward situation, and maybe oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. those two being together isn't going to isn't going to play well. The chemistry may not be there. I don't know, you know, how much Malik Willis needs a mentor from a starting quarterback, but yeah. just the fact that it's going to be weird at the beginning. Uh, I don't think the situation is just the tension is there from the start. I don't think it's the best situation. Um, I think Malik can succeed very very well with, under uh, with Tennessee. I think it was the right spot for him. I yeah. think this year is going to be a little bit awkward. Kenny Pickett, I think he's in a pretty good spot. He doesn't have to come in right away, but he's probably primed to, to take over at some point during the season, depending on how well Mitch Trubisky plays. Um, I'm actually going to go, and it was actually very close, because I think Carson Strong is in a really good spot too. Oh, um, because okay. Carson Strong, even though he wasn't drafted, I don't know if it counts for this question, I think with with the low, low, low expectations, and the guy in front of him is not that great, I think he can really he can really develop and could potentially take over that team as a starter. Um mm-hmm but I don't think that's my number one guy. My number one guy is actually going to be Desmond Ritter. Uh, okay. And that is because Arthur Smith is the head coach in Atlanta. And Arthur Smith is the guy who got the most out of a quarterback with uh, Ritter skill set uh, up in Tennessee. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill was uh, Desmond Ritter is, is not too far off from a Ryan Tannehill type quarterback, not super, af- uh, not super accurate, but very athletic. Um, and he can lean on a run game, which Arthur Arthur Smith wants to do. Now they, they need some help at receiver. there still, I think, but, um, yeah. But I think that, you know, the fact that he doesn't have to come in and play right away because he's behind Mariota. So he's got at least three quarters before Mariota gets hurt. Um, You know, he doesn't have to step in right away. And I think that Arthur Smith can get the most out of a quarterback with that skill set. And I think early success uh, will probably come to him first. Pickett, I'm a little concerned about. He's kind of pro ready. Um, I just don't know that he's a pro quarterback. Um, I mean, that he's going to be a good pro quarterback. I don't know. I saw the, the best player comp I saw for him actually it's kind of mean, but Andy Dalton was was there. Yeah. So and yeah. I think yeah, he might step into that 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 role of like the the uh Mendoza line for quarterbacks, that league average. Like if you're if you've got a worse quarterback than him, you're not in you're gonna lose. Uh, but you could certainly do better and he's just gonna be that guy they're always looking to upgrade. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if he even takes Mitchell Trubisky's spot. But as far as who's in the best position among rookie quarterbacks, I'm gonna go with Desmond Ritter. I like I like where he's at in Atlanta, even though not the best team right now. I think he's in a good situation with the right coach.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I like uh, I like that uh, I like that one as well. I mean, if you think about all three of those, uh, they uh, all these rookie quarterbacks they have really mediocre competition in front of them. I mean, even Kenny Pickett, while he does have uh, Mitch Trubisky, who you can uh, maybe say is probably the best one out of uh, you know all these quarterbacks that we're talking about. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, uh, the competition isn't that stiff uh, for these guys, and clearly all those teams are looking to move on or and or upgrade uh, in that position. So that opportunity will be there uh, for those guys uh, to get a shot at some point. Um, but, you know, for uh, for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, uh, Andy Dalton, maybe Matt Schaub, Matt Hasselbeck. I think those are all probably. Come on, man. Don't do Hasselbeck like that.
1: Hasselbeck oh. was good, man. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He was I, a well was above great. average quarterback. Wasn't elite, but he was. He, borderline he, top ten.
0: Yeah, no, he, he was a good quarterback And I think Kenny Pickett can do that I think his his thing will be getting the ball Out of his hands quickly If he does that on a consistent basis Because I think he can manage the game Go through his progressions But if he can get the ball out a little bit faster Than what he had to do at Pitt Because he didn't have to get it out that fast Because uh, he had a really good offensive line there I think if yeah. he can do that, he, he'll be fine Because that, that team uh, in Pittsburgh They already have a good defense um, I think they probably need a couple more offensive offensive lineman but they have a running back they have a running game and they've got some receivers so he's yeah. going to be set up for success uh, he's got there. The, yeah uh, he's got
1: the best situation as far as like what, what's around him definitely yeah. they're the farthest along in any of the well Tennessee um Tennessee's got a lot got got the pieces there but I mean Willis is not going to threaten Tannehill this year like yeah. they'll they'll throw him in for a couple of runs or something but if he's if he's playing this year it's a bad season for Tennessee because they should not have that you know he's not ready to play in the NFL yet no, Game not
0: at all. And in Tennessee has uh, Traylon Burks, who uh, um, J.R. Carroll. We interviewed his uh, agent yep. earlier in the year. Um, so uh, hopefully, uh, Traylon has a has a good year because he is going to be the only receiver that they've got there in uh, in Tennessee. AJ uh, Brown replacement. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Where, where where did Matt Corral end up? Is he
1: does he have a Matt shot? Corral in Carolina. With, yeah, I, didn't, Carolina yeah. I didn't even think about him. I just. I mean, Carolina is just kind of a mess. Oh yes, they um, you know, really game. they've hitched their wagon to Christian McCaffrey, and you just can't do that. He's got he's got a lot of miles on him. The yeah. injuries are going to start piling up. Like, yeah, I don't. They think, already have, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already missed you know the better part of the last two years. Uh, I just don't think that that is a good situation. Although you know being drafted where he was, but if, you know if his if the, uh, the 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 leaks about his test score and his interview, how well he did in the yeah. interviews. You know, you've got that Johnny Manziel level, like, I don't care, party guy, uh, kind of stuff going on with him. We'll see. I mean, he could be, you know, he could be unbelievable or he could be just a, a train wreck. I'm leaning toward train wreck at this point, although I did like him a lot in college. Yeah. Um, my thing with him is just he he has to fix the way he runs because he runs like he's Cam Newton and he's oh, built man. like he's, you know, He's very thin, and yeah, you know, one guy. time
0: a defensive lineman hits him, he's going to be out of the game. Like yeah, uh, he's that, that's going to happen.
1: show no like desire to not protect himself. Like he's just, he's just put he puts his head down, and yeah, well, he's going to have to fix that if he gets in the games at all. Um, you know, <laughs> well, I think I could, he, he could be better than than uh, Sam Darnold. Um, oh yeah, from a you know, he's a very good passer, like very accurate. Got a really good release was probably the best ball of any quarterback in the draft. Like he was really like legit passer. I just have really concerns about his durability in the NFL unless he learns how to slide and protect himself.
0: The the one thing he's got going for him there in terms of opportunity to play is that the only guy ahead of him is Sam Darnold and from what we've seen from Sam Darnold, he'll give up the job. Sam Darnold with his play, he may have two or three games where he looks, you know, pretty decent but then he'll have four or five games where he looks awful. Yeah,
1: he plays himself out of it every year.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. So he'll get a chance. He'll. It, I have no doubt about that. My only question with Corral, and this, you know, I, I'm probably biased. I'm not a Lane Kiffin fan. I'm not a Lane Kiffin believer in his offense, and you know, uh, by that, I'm not a I'm not a big believer in Matt Corral in uh, being a uh, a product of that Lane Kiffin system. Uh, so that's kind of that was really my big kind of um, you know knock on him. Uh, but you're, you're right, he has a legit arm. Like he he's probably one of the stronger arms in this particular draft. Uh, him and Malik together are probably the strongest arms. But uh, uh, yeah, he he's going to get a chance to play. But yeah, that team is a mess. And- and uh, they have an impatient owner in David Tepper. And you've got a head coach who's probably his last year or he's on the hot seat there in Carolina. So, uh, yeah, it, that sounds all kinds of disaster there for those guys.
1: And, of course, we would be remiss if we did not mention our guy, Sam Howell, in the situation he's walking into yeah. with the Washington football team slash commanders. Uh I'm uh I'm happy that we have Sam Howell. I think the the tone of the draft changed dramatically when they took him in the 5th round in my eyes anyway. Like I just went from this being a meh to like wow, we've got a potential because I I like I look at what he did when he had weapons around him first, yep. and he was fantastic when he was surrounded with talent. Yep. And then I look at what he did when the guys weren't around him, and you saw a different aspect of his game. The dude rushed for almost 1,000 yards last year, and that gets left, you know, uh, people don't talk about that as much, but he showed yeah. what he can do. He's, a, he's an accurate, mobile quarterback, and he's got a big arm, throws a great deep ball. And uh, you know, with no pressure on him whatsoever to play because he's, you know, clearly number three right now. Yeah. And he he may look better in camp than Taylor Heineke because Taylor Heineke's not has never really looked great in practice from from every report and from when I was at camp. Like he never looked good or sharp, but he plays yeah. well in games and you know what you're gonna get with Heineke. he's gonna run around and make plays. Yep. But in Sam Howell, I see like Taylor Heineke, but like with physical talent. Like he's
0: a souped up Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I
1: mean he's got the he's got the same, you know traits to his game, but he's got better tools than, than Heineke. So I think he surpasses exactly. him. Maybe not this year, but I think we're we're definitely not going to miss, you know, Taylor Heineke next year. I think he plays out his contract and moves on. Um, and Sam Howell's ready for that backup role, maybe the starter role. You never know. Depending on how Carson Wentz plays, we may see Sam Howell. So I think the situation, he's maybe not the best in the NFL, but he's in a pretty good spot here because he doesn't have any pressure on him. He can learn the pro game. He's got his boy, uh, Diami Brown, on the team. Yep. Um, you know, he's got an instant roommate. He can just build a rapport with the, with, the, with the other players, the receivers. And, you know, when he sees the field, there's enough talent around him that can hold, they can support him until he figures the game out if it comes to that. So I'm actually very happy with Sam Howland. I think he's in a good situation in Washington, even if he doesn't see the field this year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I've liked uh, Sam Howell since uh, last year, uh, looking at these quarterbacks and shout out to uh, Coach Longo, the offensive coordinator at UNC. We interviewed him back in February. So uh, go check out that interview. That's uh, that's on our YouTube page. That's in the audio uh, vault in uh, all of our podcasts. Go check that out. He told us all about Sam Howell, his strengths, what he's good at, what he can do. Um, really good interview. He gave us some really good insights uh, into uh, into Sam. But yeah, oh, the next Drew Brees. He said that's it. The next Drew Brees. So go check out that uh, that interview that we did uh, back in February with uh, Coach Longo. What if he's um, Baker
1: Mayfield, but people like him?
0: I think that's good enough. It, exactly. I like think people don't, you
1: know, his teammates don't hate him, and he <laughs> plays to the level of Baker. Uh, yeah. I'm fine absolutely.
0: With that too. Absolutely. But uh, no, I think you're right. He has better tools. He has a strong arm. He also has a quick release. So some of those uh, throws where Scott Turner needs a quick throw to the outside where just Taylor could not make those throws. I think Sam can do those. Um, I think, yeah, he'll absolutely benefit from um just learning this year right you you do have Carson who'll be the starter if he goes down you know the next guy up will be Taylor so he'll have time to get everything under his belt learn the system ask those questions take some of those lumps um before you know anything you know real kind of playing time uh, may come into uh, to play later on but I do like that because we've got a plan for the future Taylor this is Taylor's last year on this deal and if Carson fails this year uh, the team will move on from him. And where would we be left at, you know, trying to fight for position in the draft next year. Um, so this gives us a, uh, at least a possibility, not an answer, but a possibility for the future. Uh, and I like it because y- you get a guy who had been talked about in the first round for a majority of the draft process. Maybe the last couple of months, uh, you know, people started to sour on him in terms of uh, his evaluation. Uh, and he fell, right. It was not like we're talking about a seventh round quarterback um, that we're 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 thinking can do something a little bit more. This guy was legitimately a first round prospect for a majority of the process. So,
1: yeah. I really like
0: it, and I really like um, you know uh, what uh, he may be able to
1: do in the future. So, why do you think the quarterbacks fell like to where they did? We pick it in the first round, and nobody else after that went high. Do you think it's a product of them not being that good, or do you think it's because the teams everybody had kind of solved their quarterback issues going before the draft?
0: I, th- I think there's two things. So I think the first thing affected all the quarterbacks, which was the narrative right from the get-go that all these quarterbacks can't play, that this is not as good as the previous class. So that that kind of cloud just kind of tamped down everybody's, even Pickett's, right? Pickett went 20 overall, and there was e- e- even doubt that uh, he would go even that high, um, you know, by the end of it. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, you know, much like I was saying with uh, Matt Corral and that type of offense that Lane Kiffin runs, A lot of these college quarterbacks, their offense is just all RPO. And then when you get to the NFL, sure, there's RPO plays and elements in each NFL offense. But that's not the basis of an NFL offense. You've got to go through your progressions where in college, 90 percent of your offense is the RPO based uh, scheme. In the NFL, you're maybe looking at 20, maybe 30% on a high end uh, of an offense's RPO. So I think that probably hurt him a lot is some of, uh, if not a majority of what he was running in college was RPO based. So I think that hurt him, that hurt Corral, that hurt Malik, that hurt a lot of those guys uh, uh, in college coming out, except for Kenny Pickett, because he ran a little bit more traditional style of offense. He did run RPOs, uh, but he, he, he did. Do more of the traditional NFL offense that uh, uh, I think uh, you know translated more, and I think that was more attractive to obviously the Steelers anyway. Um, So I I think those two are the biggest things because you know from a size uh, perspective, is he on a smaller size? Sure, six foot two twenty, but we've seen other quarterbacks of similar size get drafted high and get drafted in the first round. So I don't think the size was a concern. He has legit arm strength. He has an NFL arm. Is it the strongest out there? No, but it's a legitimate. Uh, NFL arm. So I don't think that was a a concern. There's not an injury history or anything like that along with Sam uh, as well. So I I really think those uh, those two things uh, really kind of brought down his stock towards the end. And then uh, you you saw Malik Willis's pro day. Once his pro day happened, the media went supernova on Malik and he was going to be the drafted number one overall or number six to the Panthers. And every other quarterback was going to be second, third, fourth round. So I think uh, once Malik had his pro day, every other quarterback kind of got forgotten about as well, too.
1: See, my big thing is, I don't think it's so much that there was a lack of talent in the like teams weren't high on the quarterbacks because we've seen teams overdraft mediocre quarterbacks before. Oh, yeah. I look at it. I look at it, the situation in the NFL, the landscape right now is you have the quarterback who started the NFC championship game and has started a, a Super Bowl, is on the trading block and he can't get moved. And you have yeah. the former, you know, recent number one overall draft pick who may have a little bit of an attitude problem, but lots of guys with attitude problems get picked up. He can't find a home. Um, You have basically teams settled their quarterback position early this year. I mean, you know, even if they weren't the best solution, like, you know, we went for Wentz, uh, you know, Atlanta signed Marcus Mariota, you know, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson thing happened. Russell moved. Everybody moved. But the quarterback, there was no real open like teams did just don't have a quarterback outside of Carolina that, you know, what teams were not didn't have at least an option. Uh, At quarterback, that's a viable NFL starter at this point, you know, leading up to the draft. Now, some of that may have been because the draft class wasn't, uh, you know, perceived as being the best draft class. But I mean, I look at like Garoppolo, the guy, there's no reason that guy shouldn't be an NFL starter somewhere. And there's no reason some team shouldn't have traded for him. But everybody was pretty much settled. Uh, at the quarterback position. And once the Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson dominoes fell, those guys should have moved and they didn't um, because most teams knew what they, you know, knew what they had a quarterback and were, were mostly content. So I don't think, you know, this was just a weird year for the quarterback draft. You know, the yeah. talent pool some of it is some of it. But I think like in, a, in any other year, those guys all would have gone by round three. Like I don't think anybody, yeah. there's not another year in recent memory or in the future where Carson Strong doesn't get drafted. I mean, even yeah. like a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder, the guy gets drafted. But you've got guys like like Howell, who you know put up even in a down year as a senior, put up really respectable numbers. You know, he didn't go to the fifth round. You know, guys like you know, I just think it was a weird year for quarterbacks, and I think some of these guys have potential to be NFL starters, and I think you're going to see it. Um, so yeah, it's just a this is just, just an odd an odd situation this year but like it's just unfathomable to me that like nobody's traded for Jimmy Garoppolo yet now you're looking at probably training camp somebody goes down or somebody goes looking for a starter you know you Well may, the problem you with uh,
0: the problem with Garoppolo is right he's coming off uh, what shoulder surgery mm-hmm. he's in the last year of a deal so you're going to have to essentially give him a new deal and give up draft picks to get them. So I think that's that's probably unpalatable for a team who, if they're looking for a starter quarterback, right? They probably don't have that many resources to give up both uh, a big contract and draft
1: picks for. Oh, we them. did. So, yeah. It's <laughs> well, we basically, got basically <laughs> the same deal for Carson. He's <laughs> a little bit more expensive, but he's pretty much off the hook next year, too.
0: Right. But uh, exactly. well, we didn't
1: want, you know, we wanted Carson, not Jimmy. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. weird. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year. But I, I think that yep. these guys that got drafted just because they got drafted in the third, fourth, fifth round doesn't mean that they're not going to start in the NFL, and some of them will be effective. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's get back to the home team because that's what people come here to listen for. That's uh, right. Back to the Super Bowl discussion. Is Ron Rivera the head coach that's going to get us to the Super Bowl?
0: So for. When Ron was hired, I was all about it. He is a no-nonsense accountability, no BS. Uh, he understands football, good defensive mind. I was all for it. And after 2020, yes, everything, uh, you know, certainly there were some uh, some decisions I didn't like, but for the most part, I liked everything. I thought, uh, you know, things ended positively, we were an ascending team. But then 2021 happened, and about every decision Ron made, just blew up. It backfired right in his face. And what I noticed was, you know, Hey, sometimes you make a decision. It doesn't work out, but he doubled down on these decisions and continued to make wrong decision after wrong decision. And he just kind of compounded some of these decisions and choices, um, whether it free agency, whether the draft, whether it was forcing players to continue to play in a role that they're not really good at and/or performing poorly, um, week in and week out, uh, and just kind of a reluctance to change or evolve or just do something different, like you've been trying these things uh, week in and week out to no avail, uh, you know, do something else. Um, so that that really kind of. Um, you know, um, upset me. Uh, So I'm now kind of undecided. I I, I don't want to not give a non-answer, but I'm undecided if he is. I think this year will tell us a lot. Like, did you learn from the mistakes of 2021? Because a lot went wrong in 2021. And if you want to be better than that, if you want to succeed, then you've got to, uh, you know, make some different choices. So, this year, I think for me, will tell me a lot. If if we see more of the same from last year, then no, he's not going to be the guy because – Uh, for me a big thing is the quarterback position you've got to solve that any any job that you have in the NFL you've got to have the quarterback figured out or have a plan for it and so far we haven't really seen a plan we've seen kind of a fly-by-night approach to uh to quarterback and uh it's led us to uh Carson Wentz and given up a a bunch of draft picks and uh a lot of salary caps so so we'll see sorry if that's not a uh a a, a non-answer there
1: that's about as good an answer as you can give, because if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter what your coach is. I mean, yeah. it's very yeah. difficult to get to a Super Bowl if you don't have the quarterback position. My yeah. take on it, honestly, is that I don't know that Ron was brought here with the intent of winning a Super Bowl uh, as the first priority. Right. Uh, the biggest issue that this team had was its per- the perception uh, overall, and Ron was brought in to fix that, uh, along with Jason Wright, uh, a little, especially Jason Wright later on. I mean, right. it was basically like, you're going to hire this guy – um, but you know Ron Rivera is the coach that this team needed because it was such an show for the past 10 years under well 20 years under Dan Snyder uh, first with Vinny Serrato and then with Bruce Allen. just the the image the agents didn't want to work with this team you know he you know Bruce Allen was like the like rated the worst uh, GM to work with under uh, among all the agents at the multiple time years, yeah yeah multiple years. Uh, and it's just everything about this organization was Smarmy. Uh, to, to, for lack of a better word. And Ron was brought in because of that, because he's got that squeaky clean image, that no nonsense, the accountability that you talked about. That's the, that was his first and foremost goal is to fix the public perception. Then everything went to crap after he got hired. What are you going to do? Right. But, yeah. you know, him along with, uh, Jason Wright were really, you know, Jason Wright was basically You know, Dan Snyder was told this is your team, president, uh, essentially by the league. Um, And so, you know, I've heard I've heard whispers that you know Wright is uh, is potentially a candidate to succeed Roger Goodell at some point. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. That's a couple of people spitball that. But um, yeah, so I think that's the reason Ron. Now, can Ron? Obviously, Ron's been to a Super Bowl with Carolina, so yes, with a quarterback, of course, he can get you to a Super Bowl. Um, My concern with Ron is that he got fired in Carolina. He got hired here. And then he brings all the people that got him fired in Carolina along with him. That's my biggest concern. I understand being comfortable with the people that you're working with, but it clearly didn't work the last time. So why yeah. are you, why are we doing this all over again? You know, maybe it'll work. I don't know. He did have the good, the one great season when Cam Newton was the MVP, but you know, outside of that, he's mostly, a, he's basically a Jeff Fisher level 500 coach um, for his career. So I don't know that he's the guy that I don't know that he's the guy that we win the Super Bowl with yeah. uh, without a quarterback. Um, if Carson Wentz can you know return to that MVP level play, sure he can get us there. But I don't know that he's I don't know that he's that guy.
0: You know I, I heard a good example for Ron Rivera. And, you know, I, I, at first I thought it was kind of silly. I started to think about it more and I'm like, okay, maybe this is actually a good kind of comparison, you know, uh, and the comparison was Ron Rivera is very similar to Marvin Lewis with the Bengals. Uh, The Bengals were the bungles, right? They were just awful for years and years and years and years. Marvin Lewis comes there and they're actually a respectable. They're actually winning the AFC North uh, for several years, getting to a playoff game. They lost all those playoff games, but they still got there after being, you know, double digit losses every year, year in, year out. Was Marvin Lewis uh, good enough to get them to a winning record and get them respectability? Yes. Was he good enough to get them more to that championship no ultimately not they still haven't got there but they got a little bit closer in the next jump that they made with uh, a head coach but more importantly with the quarterback they found the quarterback and that that really elevated uh, their program so Um, you know, uh, and I'm not suggesting that Ron needs to, uh, to go. I I really like Ron and I want him to work out because I think he can do it, but he he's really got to make some different decisions here this year and, um, you know, try to go about, uh, you know, this, uh, this whole season of winning games a little bit differently. Otherwise, uh, it, uh, it's going to be tough sledding this year.
1: Yeah, the, the, that made me think of like different sport, but like Doug Collins in the NBA when, uh, you know, they built uh, the Bulls yeah. in the 80s and Doug yeah. Collins got them as far as he could get them. And they had the roster and yep. they went and got Phil Jackson. And then later on, Which... Lakers did the exact same thing. They had the roster and uh, yep. what was it was Dell, whatever his name was, was the coach. And then, you know, they said, well, we got the roster. It's time for you to yep. go, buddy. And they brought in Phil and they started winning champions. So maybe we just need to find the NFL version of Phil Jackson uh, once we get uh, once we get our quarterback. Uh, yeah, solidified. is it? That-
0: is that Byron Lefwich, uh, uh Who else is out there? What, what other up and coming young offense? I'm, I'm actually
1: very intrigued by Byron Lefwich. Like I yeah. love what, I love what he's done with even yeah. not, I mean, obviously he's got Tom Brady, but even with sure. Jameis Winston, he was effective And Winston just as a turnover machine. Yeah. Um, so Byron Leftwich, I would be really excited. Uh, yeah. if, if his He's first- a DC
0: guy. He's from the area as yeah. well. Um, you know, I think that uh, th- that would be the logical next step, right? You had a defensive guy. He got us to kind of respectability and then uh that next uh, forward-thinking type uh, head coach to push us over the top. So yeah, may, may, maybe that's where it ends up. But, I would not uh, be
1: mad at Byron left which was our head coach. Could no. could completely blow up on our face because he's never done it before. <laughs> I actually like him more than I like the enemy. Uh, I just yeah. think that the enemy has the Andy Reid effect. Um, yeah. You know, you know, there's a lot of guys that have come up and look great under Andy Reid. <laughs> and then and, and falling yeah. on their faces, Brad Childress yeah, well, and uh, Matt Nagy and those guys, yeah. yeah. So uh, I I would, I'm, you know, I'll go with the Arians tree just because we haven't seen it yet. So if, uh, you know, if things don't work out for Ron, if Byron left, which is our next guy, I ain't going to be mad at that at all.
0: No, no, not at all. I,
1: I would like that as well, too. So looking uh, looking at this year's roster, what we got going and obviously we don't know what it is finalized yet, but what's the blueprint to get to the Super Bowl this year, do you think, for this team? Say 2020, 2022 or bust as far as the Super Bowl goes, because this is our only real year with Carson Wentz. I think.
0: Guarantee. I think what we have to do is we, we really have to go all in offensively because I, 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 I don't believe that uh, the defense, you know regardless of the, whether the roster is finalized or not, I don't think that the defense is going to be at a top five level that we can count on them to shut people out. Are they going to be better? Yeah, I, I think they'll probably be a little bit better, sure. Um, but I don't think they're going to be at that level that we can consistently rely on them. So we're going to have to play to our strength which is uh, offense in particular. We have an extremely good offensive line and we actually added two veteran starting guards to the offense. I know everyone gets upset when Ron hires uh, former or signs former Panthers. And I, I get upset too, because I'm like, there, there's other good free agents out there, but Andrew Norrell or Norwell and uh, Trey Turner, those are two starting NFL guards Um and they signed here for essentially next to nothing to play here under an offensive line coach who's one of the better in the league, and John Matsko and somebody who they've played for before. So there's familiar uh, familiarity. How do you how do you say that? Familiarity, good word. Here we go. There we go. Um, there's that there with them, and I, I just think our offensive line is going to be such a strength. We need to lean on them to win games. And what does that mean? Run the football. Let's do it. We drafted a running back in the third round. Who I playing, love, by the way.
1: I don't care Brian, if he, people think he was overdrafted. They're idiots. That guy's going to be money in the NFL. Uh, I,
0: I agree with you. And go check out our film breakdown on Brian Robinson Jr., which we did back in February. Again, we were ahead of the curve. Sam Howell, Brian Robinson. Go check that out. It's on our YouTube page. It's in the uh, audio podcast as well. Um, but I think with that offensive line, we can wear teams out. This will give Carson Wentz a little bit more time that he can hang back in the pocket and find Jahan and deep down the field for that big touchdown that way he doesn't have to throw it 40 50 times a game um, but we got to play to our strength we got a great offensive line we've got some running backs now we have upgraded quarterbacks so let's use them let's dial up um, some big shots to Terry some big shots to Dotson and uh, let's let's kind of put some points up because It it was tough scoring 17 points last year uh, in a lot of games. So uh, I think that's going to be the route that we're going to go to uh, win games. And hey, if we are going to get to the playoffs and make any noise, we're going to need to score some points. Keep that defense off the field.
1: Yeah, Uh, offensively, I'm taking it back to 1997. Uh, (laughs) I'm running the ball. I'm doing play action and deep shots. There you go. Um, you know, Wentz, is, a, Wentz is, is pretty good at RPO, so you definitely yep. want the RPO, uh, you know, action in there. Um, but as far as if this team makes a run to the Super Bowl this year, first of all, it's going to be a lot of – they're going to catch a lot of breaks. Oh, yeah. Um, you're going to catch teams on bad weeks. You've, you're already playing that that last-place schedule, whatever that – you know, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, you're going to run up against teams that, are, you know, get injured. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the the real thing about this team is just to get hot at the right time. Uh, if they can hold it together until, you know, week, you know, 12, 13, and then kind of just get hot, go on a run, be that under Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke, if he comes in, they're going to have to just be playing their best ball in December, which is a, a no brainer. Um, and they're just going to have to get the right matchups in the playoffs uh, defensively. Top 15 defense, you know, top half offense, top half defense. That's going to be good enough to get you to the playoffs, I think, uh, especially in the NFC. And the NFC, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Matthew Stafford. And that's really it. Those are that's the only it. ones that are decidedly, decidedly better quarterbacks yep. than Carson Wentz. Now you can make a case for, you know, Dak Prescott. You can make a case for, you uh, I don't know who else is even in the NFC. Garoppolo, if he's if he's still playing in San Francisco, it's wide but, you open. Know, that, yeah, I mean, but you know, Russell Wilson's gone. Matt uh, Matt Ryan's gone. Uh, you know, Jameis Winston, okay. You know, if he can rein it in under Sean Payton or no yeah. Sean Payton's gone. So no, James no. Winston's throwing 30 picks. We've got a
0: first year head coach and yeah. James Winston at the quarterback.
1: I, I, I don't
0: care how good their defense was. I'm not counting on the saints to do anything Yeah, uh, with, uh, with, with that, but you're right. It, the, the NFC is wide open. There's some teams at the top that we know will be there, but after that it's wide open. So there is opportunity there uh, for us. And I think, you, you, Eric, you, you made a good point. We've got to catch some breaks and capitalize on some things. There were games last year and specifically there was the Chiefs game where we were we were up on the Chiefs at halftime because mm-hmm. the Chiefs had given us three turnovers. Like if an NFL team gives you three
1: turnovers, you we're should beat take them. Edge. You, you green bay inside the five yard line like four times with no touchdowns like it, how does that exactly,
0: happen exactly so to me that that shows that the, the ability is there but whatever was going on execution not, uh, lack of focus that all has to change There there's no more fooling around they've got to capitalize on those things and if a team gives you a bunch of turnovers you've got to put them away we put away tampa bay uh with that great drive and we've got to do that more consistent i think if we if we were able to do that more consistently last year, we could have picked up uh, easily another two, maybe three more wins. But uh, we 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 didn't. We we weren't concerned with winning last year. Too many things. And uh, we let a lot of games slip away just from uh, being a, a sloppy football
1: team. Quarterback so, play just, you know, there was easily four wins that we left on or four games that we could have four very winnable games. I'm saying yeah. we would have won all four. But yeah. you look at both Philly games, you look at Green Bay, you look at uh, the first uh, the first Dallas game, especially even though Micah Parsons took over we, this yeah. team really had a chance in the second half. Uh, but Heineke got benched, uh, you know, had, you know, had the quarterback been played been better, that that game could have gone the other way. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said we were up on Kansas City. Uh, San Diego was a winnable game. Oh, you, know, those are, uh, you know, there are a lot of games that we could have won with better quarterback play last year. Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. I'm not being controversial by saying that. That's just no. a fact. Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. Nothing against Taylor Heineke. He does. He makes the most of what he has. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL, and I love him as a backup. I don't want yeah. to say anything bad about him. I was on the Heineke yeah. train all last year. Yeah. He's a good backup quarterback. He should not be starting every week for you. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz is better. Carson Wentz should take that 7-10 and 10 team, get him to a 9-8, and 10-7. There's no reason they couldn't do that. With a somewhat softer schedule this year, Um, you know, I'm not, you know, Philly may regress, you know, Philly, Philly had a good draft. They, they made a lot of nice moves in this off season, but they should not have been a playoff team last year. This Washington should have beat them twice last year. Honestly, had it not been for COVID and and Taylor Reineke,
0: I'm not a, I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts. I think Philly is a good team. Uh, they've got a good run game. I think they've added a lot of pieces offensively to help Jalen Hurts in terms of the pass game. I think the, the trade for A.J. Brown is a, is a big one there, but I, I don't know if you add more receivers if that helps Jalen. I don't think he's his pass game, I don't
1: think he's going to progress any more than what yeah. it has. Philly's uh, a poor man's Baltimore. Like exactly, Lamar Jackson, and but Baltimore's figured it out. Baltimore doesn't surround Lamar Jackson with great receivers. They just no. traded Hollywood Brown because Lamar Jackson is the focal point of that offense. You know, no. Philly should follow suit. Jalen Hurts should be the focal point of that offense if that's what you're going right. to do. Except he's not as good as, as Lamar Jackson. No. I think Jalen Hurts is he's so Jalen is better than I thought he would be at the NFL level. So yeah. I mean, props to him for that. But I don't think he is a top-notch NFL quarterback, um, and he's—you're going to have to disguise him much like they did last year with the running game, yeah. Um, and you know, giving him some weapons, you know, uh, I think AJ Brown's a really good weapon for him because he can just dump it off and let AJ do the rest. Yeah, that's the kind of receiver that he needs. So they could make some strides. I'm just not convinced. Like I did, I'm not a believer based on what I saw out of them last season. Last, no. They were very much like the 2020 Washington. Uh, team, which, you know, just kind of backed into the playoffs because everybody else was bad. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if Philly Philly, can regress. They should have a little bit of a tougher schedule this year. We'll yeah. see about them. Um, yeah. But Washington should at least contend for, I think should contend for a playoff spot this year.
0: No, I, I agree with you uh, as well. And I think this is such a big opportunity for Carson Wentz. If I'm Carson Wentz, this is my third team now. Uh, two teams have uh, gotten rid of me. I'm only 30 years old. I'm thinking to myself, I can play and you know what? I'm tired of this narrative. He has to put it together. He has to take some ownership and some accountability and say, you know what? this team is putting weapons around me. I'm going to make the most of this thing and I'm going to let it fly. And we're going to, you know, I'm not going to be careless with the football. I'm going to make good decisions and I'm going to go out and try to win every last one of these games. You know, if he's kind of down on himself and uh, feeling sorry for himself, then, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a long season for us. But uh, I think he's got such a great opportunity that uh, he could really, you know, run with this thing, um, with the schedule that we have with the NFC, uh, being as wide open. I mean, he couldn't really, really run away from this thing. Um, you know, with the, uh, with the opportunity that he has here. So, uh, I absolutely agree with you. I think the Eagles, uh, I think they're going to be very similar to last year. They'll, pro- uh, they'll probably win maybe, uh, you know, maybe one or two more games, but I, I just don't see Jalen hurts doing anything more, uh, in terms of the past game, his, his saving grace, I think, One's his ability to run, but he also doesn't make stupid turnovers. He, he doesn't throw uh, a bunch of interceptions. Uh, he doesn't throw a bunch of touchdowns either. Um, but uh, I think that's probably, you know, what allowed them to uh, to get into the playoffs last year is that he wasn't necessarily reckless with the football. Um yeah. Uh, you know, maybe like, uh, like Heineke was here uh, a little bit uh, this past season. So uh, I'm not worried about the Giants. They look like they're going to be a, a train wreck. They, they've got some uh, nice players in the draft, but uh, um you know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to be tough, but uh, I think uh, if we're improved enough, I think, uh, you know, we should, uh, we should be able to compete with them.
1: Yeah. Jalen Hurts, it's still. Uh, like I've been saying this since he came into the league. If the key to stopping an offense is to make their quarterback throw, yeah, then they need a new quarterback. And I just don't. Exactly. I I don't know. I don't see it. That's why I think uh, my guy Carson Strong might have a might have a chance to play next year. Well, what about uh, there's
0: Carson Strong and there's also isn't Gardner Minshew still there? Or did they trade? Yeah, Minshew
1: still. Yeah, Minshew. I I think is still. He's another one that like could have moved. Yeah. Uh, what is it? With, like Minshew is like, the, I swear, he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he's just going to be that <laughs> dude who everybody loves. Exactly. Who comes in and lights it up and then plays like garbage for the next three weeks. That's that's Minshew. Yeah. He's like, the he's the, you know, Fitzpatrick can retire now because his his places, you know, his yeah. his, role his son is fulfilled. taken over. Yeah. yeah. Gardner Minshew is, is that guy. But he's a viable starter for, for most teams um, or for a lot of teams. And he's still in Philly. I don't even know if he was on the block or if he requested. I don't even, I didn't hear anything about him this year, but
0: no. Yeah. um, He's, he's there. You, you, you've got your guy, Carson strong. And uh, so, so Jalen, Jalen will be up against it because they, they made some moves. They've got some wide receivers there. So if he struggles, uh, I got to imagine they bring one of those guys in quickly.
1: Yeah. I forgot all about Minshew man. that's crazy. Uh, Yeah. So, Anyway, that's uh that's it. So I've got uh commanders uh thirty-one, chargers twenty-three in the Super Bowl next year. Uh what's your prediction for the Super Bowl?
0: <laughs> for the Super Bowl, I'm going Commanders forty two MVP season for Carson Wentz, uh against the Denver Broncos twenty-eight. Oh, we, it, we take you got it faith and no, Yeah,
1: Stephen Russell. Yeah, Herbert's my dude, man.
0: Oh, he, he should have – I like what the uh, um, the Chargers did on defense. They got, what, Khalil Mack, and they've added uh, a couple of guys in the, through the that draft. That division
1: is loaded. Oh, like, that's it's Quarterbacks and edge rushers all over the place in that division. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun to watch next year. Yeah. It's, Much better uh, than the NFC East.
0: It's going to be tough. Um, before we wrap up, any thoughts on these uh, draft picks that we added now that we've had, what, a week? I think a week now to kind of digest who we
1: got. Yeah, looking back, we kind of gave uh, – what is his name? Fidarian Phil- uh, Phil- Mathis. Fidarian. So, Fidarian, we well, gave we, him a we, hard we, time we, last week yeah. because, because that was happening like as we were on the air. We saw that was that live. That was great. live react, yep. So, we were a little rough on Fidarian, and I apologize yeah. for that. Uh, I You know, once the draft unfolded, you could kind of see the strategy – yeah. Uh, it was the anti Jamin Davis that they were going for. They were going for guys who have played, have yes. played a lot and have showed improvement every year. And that's what they did. So with Dotson, with Matthews, with Brian Robinson, yeah. um, with Sam, um, you know, basically all their picks are four year guys, seniors or fourth year juniors. Yeah. And they've all played a ton of football and they're all most for the most part ready to step in this year and they're gonna fulfill roles. So yep. that I respect this front office for. I get what they're doing now. We'll see if it works because I think they've maybe passed up more potential for you know more upside, of a sure yeah. thing. Yeah. But there's more, you know, there's a there's a lot to be said for that. You're hedging your bets. Yeah. Um so yeah we'll see how it works out. You know, some some of these guys might blow up. Um some of these guys, you know, some of the guys we have may not pan out, but I think the yep. strategy was sound in what we're doing. We're trying to field a winning team and surround Carson Wentz with as much talent as possible. So I'm okay with the draft. I uh, didn't love it, but I'm not going to crap all over it like I was doing last week because I was mean. So, yeah, solidarian.
0: yeah, no. Uh, after, you know, digesting it for a week, uh, Ron Rivera had an interview with Julie, uh, Julie Donaldson uh this week, and he said exactly what you just said, Eric, that in 2020, um, or excuse me, 2021, the draft picks, they, they went more for projection, right? They, they took guys who had high end athletic traits, but maybe needed more time to develop, and it backfired on them, right? Like, Essentially, what, uh, John Bates and Sam Cosme are the only ones who showed that they could probably start. The rest of the guys need work, a lot of work. Um, So this year they focused on just what you said, the guys who were seniors, three-year starters, or played a ton of games who could come in and contribute right now. And Rivera went through and broke down each of the players. I won't go through it right now because I know we're going to do that, you know, in another pod. But to Fidarian's credit, and uh, because you know, we gave him a little bit of a hard time, but to his credit, and this is something uh, I think was true. Because if uh, if you remember in the Eagles game, we got pushed around on the defensive line, they ran on us. Dallas game, they ran on us. Um, Ron said, you know, one of the reasons they liked Fidarian is he is strong at the point of attack, he does not get pushed around, uh, he will hold his ground, he will push other people around, but he will not get pushed around. Um, and you know, saying that, you know, about a rookie coming in when you have the guys on our defensive line that we have, I thought was a pretty big statement. And I think that spoke to even though, uh, you know, our defense last year was eighth against the run. Well, that's because we were like dead last against the past, because everyone just threw it on us because it was so easy. Um so, for Ronda specifically call him out and say he's excellent against the uh, the uh, at the point of attack and holding his own, uh, I think was, um, you know, one a big compliment, but it was also because of what he saw in those Eagles games where they they ran up 200 yards rushing on us. So, um, expect Fidarian to play a lot. Um, I, I would expect him to play a lot, uh, this year. Um, because of how much that they, uh, uh, Ron seems to, uh, to kind of value his kind of toughness and being able to hold up against the run. So, uh, just wanted to, uh, to, to mention that. But I, I do like some of the other picks that they have, especially Brian Robinson. I, th- I think that's going to be. I think that's going to change how Gibson's used. I think Gibson's going to be now moved to more outside runs, screens, uh, maybe catching some short passes, uh, lined up as a a wide receiver. But I think Brian Robinson's going to handle all of the in-between the tackles running, and you're going to see a lot more uh, chunk yards you're going to see a lot more eight yard runs 10 yard runs 12 yard runs that uh, you know with Gibson we probably only saw four yard runs three yard runs things like that so um, and I'm excited for Percy Butler because if there's any possibility that McCain can <laughs> your <laughs> boy yeah if he can go to the bench I- I'm gonna take it so I'm excited you know, to see what Percy he Butler might
1: he might displace McCain and Troy Atke. that's a <laughs> that's a twofer right there that's all, and I that's, don't have nothing to complain about next year. No,
0: no. He'll, he'll be instantly in the ring of fame
1: right there. So. Absolutely. And um, one note also uh, yeah, on Jamin yeah. Davis. Uh, Ellie yes. and I last year talked about Jamin Davis a lot. Come, even before we even took him, we talked about a lot that he was a player that only had 11 starts in college and he was not wow. going to have an immediate impact. Wow. He is going to have a breakout season this year. And I I am, hope so. I'm calling so. it right now. He's going to be – one of the most improved players in the NFL next year. He's going to – I think he's going to be a very good player next year. He's got a year of experience. He's got less responsibility, uh, not playing the middle linebacker spot. He's going to have a breakout season, and I'm calling it right now on May the 5th that uh, Jamin Davis, he's going to be a breakout star on defense next year.
0: We need it. Um, We need his – uh, breakout we need his ability because he has some just crazy athletic ability and if we even got half the production out of that ability um, that would be awesome so we need it and I, I hope you're right because uh, we need we need we need a boost in that linebacker group. Uh, and some
1: Statistically way. the funny thing is he really wasn't Terrible yeah. last year. Oh. It's just that Micah Parsons skewed it so much because oh. he had such an amazing rookie year that people just yeah. look at anybody who isn't Micah Parsons as a complete bust. Jamin Davis, while clearly had room to improve, wasn't the yeah. worst thing you could have seen last year. He was mu- he was pretty much as good as any other rookie linebacker in the league. I mean, uh, JOK was, out of Cleveland had a good season, but most of the other rookie season. linebackers were um, along the same lines that Davis was. It's just a it's a tough position to learn. You're struggling, yeah. especially with so little experience in college. I think a year a year of seasoning and uh, a fresh a fresh start this season is going to be huge for him and yeah. he's going to have a good season
0: yeah. If you think about uh, Zaven Collins for the Cardinals, he was another first round linebacker that a lot of uh, Washington fans wanted uh, us to take. And I mean, he was benched multiple games. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't even dress uh, multiple games. Uh, so he struggled greatly. So it wasn't just Jamin Davis. There were other guys out there uh, as well. So yeah, I'm, I hope you're right. I hope he bounces back this year and has an awesome year because that, that would just Improve the defense so much to have uh, have that type of talent, um, and uh, and the production that could come from that. So I'm I'm with you. Uh, that would be so cool. All
1: right, I think that's all we got this week. I'm sorry we I'm sorry for all the Le fans and stands out there. Uh, he really tried to be here, but uh, the internet doesn't always cooperate with us. But Brian and I were here. I hope we did him proud. Uh, remember go online, check us out on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. Like, subscribe. Leave a five-star review. If you've got anything mean to say, don't leave a review because we don't want to hear that negativity. We don't need that going around. Like us and subscribe to Washington football team declassified. Brian, any further thoughts before we head out?
0: Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all of the downloads on the audio platform. We appreciate all the views on YouTube. And like we said, go check out our interview with UNC Offensive Coordinator Phil Longo. He'll tell you all of the details about Sam Howell. We did that back in February ahead of everybody else. Go check out our Brian Robinson uh, film breakdown uh, of our new running back. We did that back in February again ahead of the curve. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you all so much for listening. Peace out, homies.